Welcome to the L1A Podcast, the space to connect, communicate, and collaborate for the advancement of the kingdom in North America and beyond. Here we will discuss the disciple-making movement that is happening in this Western context and the return to God's design for discipleship, church, and life. I'm Josiah Chapman with Tom Brown and Dory Ewan. All right, thank you everybody for joining us. Um, we're going to talk about sacrifice and what that looks like in disciple-making movements and uh, what it looks like to sacrifice. Uh, I think, I think <laughs> sacrificing, like right here, right? right. <laughs> sacrificing your own desires and, and your own will, just to be clear, depending on how you define movement, we're still in process, you know, and um, we're, we're, we're still working toward that. And the, the people that we've been with and the people that we've been connected to and loving and learning from um, have, have sacrificed a lot. And we're, we're sacrificing, I guess the world would say a lot, but Jesus said that unless you relinquish everything, you can't even be my disciple. But when we, when we die to self, when we repent and we relinquish everything, we surrender all, right? We, we find life. And it seems like the, the sacrifice wasn't a sacrifice at all. It was just us holding on to something that was was keeping us dead, and and now we have life. And it, what we thought was a big deal, like the, the rich young ruler had all of this stuff. And when we think of sacrifice, a lot of times we think of maybe money or finances or resources, but but it's so much more, right? It's 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 our own pride, our own our own expectations, our own desire, our own kingdom. The, the things that, that we think that, that maybe our agenda or our goal of success or fame or whatever this is that is maybe personally trying to drive us, that we are dying to that. And we're saying it's not about me, it's not about my kingdom, my agenda, but God and his kingdom. And James makes it clear that we don't have because we don't ask and when we do, it's that we were asking with wrong motives to spend on ourselves and, and this, this sense of selfishness, this self that, that Jesus told us that we would be putting to death by taking up our cross daily and following him. If anybody was going to follow me, he has to do it daily. That this is what we're finding. In order to see movement, we're going to have to surrender all. And, and Regardless of what we thought in the past, where we were, we're, we're going to need to see things through a different set of lenses. Just thought about, you know, like what we went through um, in the past. And like, I mean, I don't even want to use the word sacrifice because, mm-hmm. you know, what, what we're right. giving up is really just nothing. But um, I remember um, when I first, you know, gathered the church and we had the team the team of nine and I love my team and I thought God this is the dream team you know we had good people we were like sacrificing you know our time our sweat our tears our blood everything to make it work and then fast forward um five or six years later uh when God says this is it um you're gonna have to move out of the building that we, we gathered, 
in and we gotta have to do something different. We gotta decentralize. And I'm like, no, no, Lord, I don't wanna do that. But as as the plan progressed, you know, I, I realized that I'm not only losing this building, but God says, um, you know, like, you know, it's time for us to go, it's time for us to decentralize, it's time for us to move on to do something different. I wanted my leaders to join me to do that. And I realized that most of the people are not ready for it. And well, at the end, I actually lost my friends, my, my teammates, you know, people that we, uh, you know, we fought together. And, and of course, most of the members of the church, you know, wanted to kind of move on to find another church because they didn't want to join us. And I'm like, Lord, I know what, I know, I know that you're, you're promising something better. But what I'm seeing is I'm, I'm losing everything. And I remember the Lord says, is, oh, Dory, is that your kingdom that you're trying to keep? Or are you actually working for my kingdom? Because if it's my kingdom, it has to be my way. And I'm like, Lord, what is this? Yeah, like I said, I don't really consider, you know, what I have given up is actually, you know, some kind of sacrifice. But at least I think the Lord, what when you obey, he would make things happen. But he, never, he would never show you it beforehand. You just have to give it up first. Yeah. And, uh, I, I, you know, just like the way that God always requires obedience. You know, okay. you're, you're sharing about... Um, friends turning their back and trying to be obedient to God's word. We we desire to do this. We desire to see so many people come to the Lord and just out of, out of that obedience, we found persecution from the very people, the brothers that we love, the sisters that we love. Um, I think in a sense, we, we learn the the principle of living to please God rather than men. And we we learn that at times we've placed too much emphasis on pleasing our brothers and sisters and our love for them. Maybe we were we were it began to expect that they would reciprocate, that they would they would love us in return in the same way. And that friendly fire or the, the persecution from those that we love, those emotional difficulties, and serve to hone us in on loving God and pleasing Him and focusing on the mission that it's important, that it matters. And, and we recognize that all along that that one relationship with God was the one thing that, that we needed most and that we needed to focus on the most. And loving our neighbors ourselves is seen a little in a more healthy manner rather than elevating that or idolizing that we uh, we, we see loving god in a stronger way so when when movements are happening when we're we're seeing that and we're pursuing the movement what what are the risks that are involved in that or move i think people don't understand a lot of times what you're doing you uh the risks again from from others how uh, you're going to be seen as uh, and labeled as uh, this or that and uh, and so for us that that was people calling your cult 
Yeah, you call your fault, right? Um, you lost your mind, or you're mm-hmm. you're putting your family in danger. You're hurting the church. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, you know all of those things. And those are the those are definitely the risks. Um, but and, and I think I don't I want to just skip over it because it hurts. Mm-hmm. It is painful um, because those are people that you love. Those are people that you you respect and have respected for a long time. And friends don't get it and, and attack you. I remember I remember hearing a, a teaching on the difference between the Sea of Galilee and the Dead Sea and that the that both of them have life pouring into them, but only one has life pouring out. And when we're wounded, when when we're doing something that others uh, and others hurt us, we tend to want to seal off and we're still receiving life and love from the Father. We're still having a relationship with God. But if we're not willing to love in return, if we're not willing to, to give that love away to those that we're co-laboring with and should be co-laboring with, uh, people that are maybe doing church in a different way or or people that are, are doing church in the exact same way that we just, we're just not, we're not communicating. We're all doing DMM uh, in, this, in this movement. We, maybe we're beginning to silo ourselves and not communicate, collaborate, cooperate with, with other house churches and, and, and other cities and other places. And when we do that, we, we begin to, to kind of break off from that, that, that life and, and we stagnate and, and die in a sense. And so it's important that we, just like that, that Sea of Galilee that we receive as well as give, um, just like these two greatest commands that we love God with all that we are, but we also love our neighbors, ourselves, and love others. That's been that that part of that risk is that we will we will um, just withhold love, and that we'll we'll just focus on self again. That we'll just go back to loving for just taking care of ourselves and our own, rather than continuing love like Jesus. And even at the cross, he's he's Father forgiven. They don't know what they're doing. He's still loving. Brother, today you'll be with me in paradise. You know, he's still looking to, to bring people to the Father. He's still looking to be vulnerable. And, and that dying to ourself is so important. When we have to decide to move out of the place we had, you know, it's just comfortable mm-hmm. to have everything to come on Sunday morning. Right. And uh, we know exactly what's going to happen, you know, who's going to preach. And these are the things that you can expect. And a lot of times I feel like we're running uh, church to the point where even when the Holy Spirit is not there, it doesn't matter because we already have the formula. We know how it works. And we throw out this event. We know that people will come. When Jesus says, hey, uh, son, for you guys to go, I'm like, oh, where? Lord, you're going to have to tell me where. Nope, I'm not going to tell you where. But I promise that it will be good. You know, I promise that it will be good. And uh, I think the risk involves, you know, you know, us stepping, you know, taking our first step into the water. Like the Jordan River and it parts. And we wanted to see what's okay, what's what's over there. Like we all just wanted one obedience, and I want to trust him and to move out of that place. You know, just feel like it cost everything. But I, I feel like you know what's happening afterwards. Like uh, we gain everything back and then some. Yeah, I mean, it really. I think that 
a lot of what you guys are saying too. And it's just giving up our control. Right? Our side, this the biggest sacrifice, the biggest thing that needs to be surrendered is saying, you know what, we're going to fully lean and trust on God. We, as humans, we love that comfortability. We love knowing exactly what's going to happen, what's going to happen next. How can I control my life and my situation? And, and even talking about, you know, people want to take advantage of a system like that to where, oh, I can, I can do this. And how can I make my life better? And thinking about that. I just thought about like when uh, we need to move out of the a place, the place it's, we're not just moving out of the place, but we're moving out from the previous structure mm-hmm. and the financial stability, if you will. And I thought about, well, uh, I think it's time, you know, for me to consider like, wh- wh- where am I going to get, get, get my pay from? Right. Mm-hmm. And it got to the point where, um, I realized that I, I need to be okay with, even if I have to drive Uber, even if I have to work at Starbucks, it's still worth it. So I'm ready for it. And I'm like, Lord, okay. Yeah. I'm going to apply for Starbucks, uh, next week, <laughs> but, but then somehow that provides. And, uh, yeah, it, it's all based on trust and, you know, things that happen according to his way. You know, when we were about a year in, we had been doing a hybrid model and we were encouraging people in the groups to go to the, the traditional church of their choice, church in the neighborhood, local mega church, whatever, whatever church they felt like they wanted to go to, allowing the Lord to do that. And we we recognized that we didn't have enough time or energy to really devote to pouring into our neighborhood because of the sheer number of things that we were doing with our, our traditional church, with our own family, with our, with our own work, um, uh, things around the community that needed to be done work-wise, grass getting cut or project. We just didn't have enough time. We were really tired. And so uh, we understood that movement needed to happen and so when we when we moved to the uh, pure dmm model and doing church and homes and in, in groups uh, and seeing that as the church we understood that we're going to have to surrender to the way that things were and going to a traditional church model we're going to need to surrender that and the time involved in that so that we could pour deeply into a few people that would pour deeply into a few that would we needed to love deeply into a few people that would love deeply into a few right we needed to be able to spend time and energy and real focus on that and without that it just isn't going to happen we had to be able to have time and so uh, we had to simplify our lives in order to multiply disciples that's the the, the pure teaching the simple teaching of that so what must be surrendered is a lot of good things. There's a lot of good things that we can do with our life, but we have to decide on what is the great thing that God is calling us to, to see his kingdom come and his will be done on earth just as it is in heaven. What is it that we need to surrender? What what good things do we need to surrender to see this happen? And it really, those things were a surrender in the beginning, but like my sister was saying that afterward you look back and it's it wasn't a surrender at all. It, it was a step in the journey, the joy, the weight, the things that were holding us back to be able to invest deeply in those few people that really matter, that are going to invest deeply in those few people that really matter. Mm-hmm.
Thank you for listening to the L1A podcast. If you are interested in learning more about this topic or getting connected with the other disciple makers in your area, visit loveoneanother.life. Again, that's loveoneanother.life. Thank you.